Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and is also a place where we get to discuss uh, different questions about improv and just topics that we think are interesting and worth talking about. And this week, I am welcoming to the show, he's a professional actor, he's one of my oldest friends, his name is Thomas Casson, and we are discussing the question, is improv really for everyone? And it's a great conversation that we had, and I'm super excited for you to hear it. So we're going to jump straight to the show after I've done the little intro bit that I always need to give you to to start the show and uh, make sure that we're getting all of the boxes ticked. So here we go. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script and pose the question, is improv really for everyone? Well, let's see what Thomas Casson has to say about it. Now, this week is one of those episodes where I'm not delving deep into somebody's improv history and finding out how they got into improv, but I, I am instead posing a question and we're going to be delving into that question and, and finding out all about it. And the question this week is, is improv really for everyone? Because everyone I speak to on this podcast and everyone I speak to in the improv community, we all love improv and we talk about how positive improv is and the great impact it's had on our life. But if improv was for everyone, surely everyone would be doing it. Which leads me to my guest this week because I have absolutely fallen in love with improv and it, it's it's been sort of a main focal point in my life since I discovered it. And I've mentioned it several times to a very good friend of mine, one of my oldest friends, in fact, and he's a professional actor and improv isn't necessarily for him. So I brought him on to the show today to talk about that fact. So I'd like to introduce to you all one of my oldest friends. His name is Toz to me, but Thomas Casson to everybody else in the world. So welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Ian. Um, uh, I might, you know, I don't, I don't represent all actors, but yes, I am an actor who doesn't quite stick with me. So I'm happy to have a chat about it. <laughs> so, and that's cool because I know that you do improv. You've got the skills for improv. You use improv as warm-up techniques for things. You've taught children, uh, and you use improv when you teach children. Um, but when I was getting into improv over the last couple of years and, and I'd spoken to you and I was like, oh, I think you'd really enjoy improv. I'm really loving it. I get so much from it. You were quite standoffish about it. So what's that about? I think it's because I, I'm I was thinking about this, knowing that we were going to have this, this conversation a little bit. I'm not overly prepared, but at the same time, I think it's because it's a mixture of a few things, really. Number one, I think because I went through university. Okay, so just a little of my backdrop. I had a degree in theatre. I stayed on for a master's. Then I went to London and did some workshops, then did a couple of workshops in Manchester, you know, bouncing around. But for the majority of that education, it was very theory based. We had these books, do you know what I mean? And we were looking at yeah. Grotowski and stuff, and uh, our toy, you know, all these people. And we'd read about these things. And then we would get up 
and we would try them out. So <laughs> it depends what your interpretation of um, improv is really, because I've come from the study side of the world and we try yeah. these things out. So I suppose we're improving once we get up there. Yeah. So the idea of, you know, when I think of improv, I think of whose line is it anyway? I think of those improv nights, which you're a part of. Yeah. That doesn't really, I'm, I'm in awe of these performances. And I, and I think, one, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but I always remember there was um, a lecturer saying that, and there was this one uh, theorist who was saying how, you know what? Forget all this theory, just do it. And I thought, what? <laughs> just, yeah, forget all, all these, forget. This guy was saying it was 1912 or something. Forget yeah. all of, just get up, want to be sad, just be sad. You're overcomplicating things. Now, bear in mind, this was one, of like yeah. 20 people we had to study across four years. Yeah. Now, that guy sounds like the best guy for you. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't you <laughs> the other guys. But you got to remember, that was just one, that was just one strand. Yeah. And it's your strand. But there was, there was all these other choices, you know, Moliere and all these other choices to make. So we had to study them all and we tried them all out. So uh, it's funny because um, I ran adult acting classes, as you know, uh, yeah. in Hollywell, North Wales, and they loved improv. And we were in danger of becoming an improv club because, like <laughs> you said it once before, it's all the fun without the script or learning the lines. You have a tagline or something when it comes to so. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, guys, lovely, but you know we've got some drama to do now. This is a script from Emmerdale. This is a script. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and it tended to, I think they, they, we, we did rein it in. It didn't become improv every week, but I, I could see right. the excitement in their faces when we were just getting up on, on, on our feet. So do you think as a well-studied actor, do you see sort of improv as perhaps a bit of a slap in the face to those of you that have spent hours studying the craft? Look, I, look, look, look I think we need to, I think we need to, just make sure we get this right. Improv <laughs> is used a lot in acting. It is part yeah. of the synthetic. What, but what I say is this. So my first, I would say, big time role, I was doing a fellow national tour UK. Okay. So I was Rodrigo. Yeah. So the comedy. Now improv, you could say improv is used in the rehearsal space, right? Yeah. So we've all read the lines. We've learned the lines. Then we get up and we stand and the director's there, you know, the assistant's there. And we're trying it out. We're playing, right? Yeah. We don't have anything formed. We've got nothing. We, we're just showing. We're just moving our hands and reacting. Yeah. There, you know, that's improv, is it not? Because oh, it is improv. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So what I would say is, we're just we're just using it. Typically, it's an improv to discover how to set it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're just we're using it, and then once it's set. Mm, depending on the casting director, sorry, uh, the director, not the casting director, you wouldn't tend to play with it too much because if you find it, you're supposed to find it in the rehearsal space. Some people yeah. do like three, six months tour and they still haven't yeah. found, they say this line, I haven't, I haven't quite found this line yet. And, they, mm -hmm. and, they, and they, they've done it every night for the last 16 years. They're still struggling with this one line. Mm -hmm. And I find that, find that amazing but you i've actually learned this in uh, high school bob fox my old drama teacher in high school i remember always remember i changed something on the night right right and i always remember you ne he said to me you never do that again do not change just because you found something new 
don't change it because A, you haven't run it past me. <laughs> B, <laughs> mess it with everyone else. Now you're in a different position and it messes them up. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They weren't expecting that. Now, I think you're in danger of doing it so methodical, so ritual that you can get tired of it, but it's a fine balance. Do you know what I mean by that? In the acting world, it's very fine balance. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can explore, you can find, oh, I said it differently. Oh, and I was over here. But you don't want to do anything drastic once it's set. I believe, anyway. I think yeah. they'll be listening to this and you'll say, oh, Thomas, you're absolute. You know, they'll, they'll come on with a different opinion. But from my experience, and I've done... Ooh, I've done a lot. <laughs> they, I, they wouldn't be much room once it's set. Well, I think for me, that's why when it does come to acting, I've always loved pantomime because pantomime, you can go off script and you can change things and people just work yeah. with it. But that's I, part I, of the, it's the party atmosphere of, of pantomime. You know? Yeah, I've had a guest on before uh, called Hannah McGowan and she's uh, an actress as well as an improviser. And something we discussed was... When you are on stage doing a scripted show, you really have to take into account the technicians and the lighting cues and the sound cues and everything like that. Because if you start messing up with the show, you're going to completely mess with everything that they've got planned. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And you know what? I mean, I've done theatre and I've been lucky enough. I've done about 12, 13 adverts now on television. They weren't all big, and sometimes I've been left on the cutting room floor. Okay, <laughs> they, well, that's the main thing. I still got the money, yeah. but that is that's a big no no. You that's not even in a conversation. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We've worked yeah. out before. Time is money. Okay, we've got to get move to the next scene. You do it, and you do it right. You do it the way they told you. So it is funny because there you go. I mean, I, and I've met people who they've never done theatre and they're an actor. They literally yeah. done television, and they say to me, "Oh, I couldn't do that." I couldn't be on stage. And I'm like, <laughs> I always thought, I always thought you sort of had to start on stage, then get to TV, and then yeah. you could do a bit more stage. Do you know what I mean? But oh, they yeah. literally never. So if I said the word improv to them, I mean they're more far far further down the line than me. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? They never done someone who jumps in and out. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. But I mean, because I guess if you are acting in a show, there's always going to be an element of improv because it's impossible to expect everyone to get everything 100% as rehearsed every moment of every play. So there always mm. has to be that, um, that understanding that someone might miss a line or say something a bit wrong and you just have to go with it and try and get it back on track as best you can. Yeah, there is that. I, there is that. And I think if you're more, you know, you can, if you're what they call a professional, you can, it's just some. <laughs> you can navigate that that's not a huge deal i remember um starting out though that would be a huge worry you were just trying to get the lines out and trying not to mess up and then the more that you've done then it's fine but i think what i think what you're trying to ask me is like why doesn't it fit with me in terms of my um excitement to do it is that is it is it sort of a thing? yeah why i guess myself in that position why would i yeah because uh, i I love these classes and, and I go regularly and I've got my improv right. troupe, the Oikers, and, and I just think, yeah, it's great. It's going to be fun. But then the, the few times I've mentioned it to you, it's just done nothing for you. And that just intrigues <laughs> me because I know that you've got the, the talent to do it. So oh, I'm interested yeah. to know what it is that just doesn't excite you. Um, I suppose because I find, I, I, you know, apart from whose line is it anyway? 
okay yeah the old reruns on channel four and the new stuff on i think it's channel five i forget now that my i had no real exposure to any other improv okay i went okay. to edinburgh fringe i watched a little bit there and um there's been a couple and i think at university there was an improv night or something like that and i just always thought it was one cog of a giant wheel of performance right i wouldn't and i like to be part of the whole i like to try and dabble in all, in all of those cogs or as many as possible do you know what yeah I mean? um that whereas you are i can see i can see it i can see the excitement when you talk about <laughs> it you know what i mean i can see it in your eyes i can hear it in your voice the, yeah. how it has changed your life and yeah i don't i think i think though actors i mean i have um i mean i've got an audition coming up it's pretty it's a pretty big audition a very small role but for a, a, a pretty big film coming out in two years so okay. i mean and i i'm gonna have no real help with it i mean if my agent is if he can run it past me and we can talk about it but I ha- I'm completely left alone on it and I have to record it and I just have to trust my own instincts. Yeah. Now I've got nothing planned before I hit that record button, nothing planned whatsoever. So is that not the same when you have nothing planned whatsoever and you're yeah. on stage and the yeah. audience said, um, uh, you're, 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 you're a bin man and you forgot your pants. Boom, go. Yeah. But the difference is I have a script. <laughs> I've, I've got four, five, seven, eight lines to to get i don't know how i'm gonna do them yeah and the deadline is maybe in two days whereas your deadline is three seconds after they say it <laughs> yeah and i think well one of the great things about improv is once it's done it's done if it's great mm. it's great if it's not great yeah. it doesn't matter because something else is going to come along and that will be forgotten about right so you know you can afford to make mistakes because it really doesn't matter because we're all just trying to have fun and people know that it's happening on the spot and they're not expecting it to be some kind of great polished show. They just love the fact that people are trying. No, I get that. No, I totally get that. But you, you, you know, Ian, um, you know, I've had jobs on theater and in on, on set for adverts where you will be overly directed. I mean, to the point where they're giving you the second when you're meant to blink okay and that's very difficult that's that's just that's not fun that's acting by numbers do you know what i mean like painting by literally to the t and that just saps the fun of it completely you know i think the best is is the middle but i've also had completely the other side so i actually went to see um shrek the musical recently in Runcorn, yeah and i friend in the cast and she was sort of complaining that she had no direction whatsoever. Okay. And there was time when she 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 reached out to me. Look, am I doing this? Did that was that did, was that was that okay? <laughs> and that's scary to me that she somehow went through all of that and didn't have any sort of one you know sounding in her ear. Yeah. So, well, as an improv person, do you feel that your response or reaction from the crowd? is that means more to you than say your peers or is it a bit of both? Uh, well, yeah, it's a bit of both because in improv, your teammates are mm. also kind of your audience because they're the people right. that you rehearse with all the time. And if you can make them laugh in rehearsals, then they're probably going to be laughing when you're doing things in shows. Uh, but then the challenge comes of trying to hold back the laughter 
because she's trying to hold the show together. Um, but with the laughter thing, um, one thing I've really learned about improv in the time I've been doing it is improv doesn't actually have to be funny. So I went into it thinking, oh yeah, whose lines anyway? That's what improv yeah. is. All the games I've always done, they've always been based around humor. But I've discovered this whole world of improv where you can do like a full on uh, hour and a half play completely improvised and it can be really serious. And I, I've witnessed it. I, I saw um, one of the first long form things I experienced. It was a show by this couple called Sex, Lies and Improvisation. And they did this improvised show and it basically went on this journey of this couple going hmm. through a relationship and the ups and the downs. And it turned out by the end of it that the guy had been hiding his money problems and that the business was going under. And we watched this relationship play out over 45 minutes and you would have sworn that this was a rehearsed show and it was completely right. made up. And like, it wasn't funny at all, it, but it was just really good acting but completely made up. That 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 really interests me. Now, I do know of this. I didn't think every type of improv was comedic. Having said that, am I 125% correct saying that the comedy improv is far more popular than what you've just detailed? Well, if you'd have asked me that at the start of my improv journey, I probably would have said yes, but the more I do it, the deeper my connections have become the, and the more opportunities I see. And even I now get involved in sort of mid form and long form improv, which is yeah, all, all it really focuses on is building each other up and supporting each other. And it's not about trying to get the laughs. It's about trying to help others get the laughs or help others um, just build on their ideas. So although I am fundamentally grounded in short form silliness i love one-liners and puns and i love making people mm. laugh and that's why i really do improv i love the opportunity to be funny but there's so many people doing so many great things in improv which is way more than the surf i i guess what i i do i i consider the surface level it, it's just improv comedy it's like who's line that's what i love i love making people laugh whereas you know i I know so many people that listen to this podcast, in fact, members of the Liverpool comedy improv community and beyond who they really study the art. They go to these classes and Zoom has afforded opportunities to learn with people from all over the world. Even I have, have, have taken uh, classes with people all over the world, including like the Groundlings Theatre in America, mm. like one of the main improv uh, places yeah. you can learn. And I've had the opportunity because of the pandemic to actually take classes with someone from there. Uh, thanks to Liverpool Comedy Improv arranging that. But yeah, it's I'm still learning that there is so much more to improv than I ever could have possibly imagined. Well, I, that's funny because you say that. And I think because of the comedy side of things. Now, I, I consider myself a comedic actor, by the way. I, I My strength is yeah, comedy. I know. I, the comedy role in a Shakespeare. I'm never the serious guy. I'm always, hey guys, what about me? I'm always, oh, here he is. Make everyone laugh and then I come off. But I think the nature of trying to make everyone laugh on the spot and you've got 300 plus people staring at you, that, that, that rather you than me. I saw a, a good friend of mine, uh, an incredible actress, Nicole Evans. She was on 
she was in an advert with me and I've worked with her um, since then. I saw a clip of her where she and um, I think it's a Manchester um, monologue, uh, sort of man improv group uh, where they did the alphabet and they had to do it whilst uh, I think one of the audience members shouted out in the gym. Okay. Okay. And they, yeah. You, you, this is a this is a pretty standard, is it not? Um, yeah, improv the, the alphabet game. game yeah. Alphabet. Yeah. And I watched it, and it was incredible, and the way that the, the, the scene made sense. But I think that because of the uh, importance of making that audience laugh, and having nothing prepared, I think that what veers me away from it. I'd rather have okay. something prepared. I have like something where we can go with this. And I can play with it a little bit. I'm far more comfortable in in that capacity. Yes, and uh, I don't know where I don't know where, where this gets posted. We could probably put a link of that scene because I thought it was phenomenal. But okay. that is my one. I watched that scene. I thought because I was invited to that um, improv group, and I thought no, because I think <laughs> they better, better than me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> now I think something you said that is trying to make people laugh. And mm. that's something I've changed my mindset on because I thought, oh yeah, that's what it is. It's trying to make people laugh. But I've learned that it's not about trying to make people laugh mm. because if you're trying to make people laugh, then yeah. you're, you're trying. And and for right. me, the thing with improv is it's not trying. It's just being present right. in the moment, supporting the ideas of others. And for me, I think people enjoy the fact that I'm enjoying myself. So mm. if I'm making myself laugh and laughing at my own little jokes or, or saying things that I think are funny, other people enjoy the fact well, that yeah. I, I'm just sort of organically being funny and I'm not sort of pandering to them because it's different to stand-up stand up comedy. You're going to have an angle and you're going to try and get the audience on board with your angle, where it's improv. Like you can't go into a scene saying, oh, I'm going to be funny because you don't know what you're going to be presented with. You don't know what the other person or the other people in the scene are going to come up with. So it, it's quite a fascinating thing. And often, you know, you can finish a scene and you're like, where did that come from? Sometimes you can get like really deep out of nowhere and, and it, it can be quite... Um, quite an experience what's the word cathartic i think where you sometimes it, you get a release that you're not expecting and you can go down avenues but then it's done and dusted and sometimes you can reflect and think oh uh what made me think of that and other times you're like oh that was funny let's move on i'd love to comment on that but that you're you 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 know you you tell me things you you're reading from chapters from a book i don't own Ian. do you know what i mean you, were, <laughs> you know what i mean opposites attract i suppose i don't know um yeah, I, I find it. I find it's very interesting to speak to you because I know you're part of that Liverpool group, and these listeners are—they're all—they're all, they're, you're preaching to the converted, though. You're right now. Am I, am I? Am I some random guy that's come in from the other side of the the neighbourhood that isn't? Is, well, yeah, a little bit like that. But what's? I think I've had quite a few discussions with improvisers that have got friends that are actors, yeah. and I think the general consensus that I've sort of taken away is that there are a lot of actors that are really good actors. And if you take the script away from them, 
that's the scary bit because they're like, well, what am I without my script? What am I without my character, without my direction? Mm. And is there sometimes that because, you know, acting, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy life. And there's lots of self doubt that come with the role because, you know, you spend long periods out of work and sometimes having the confidence to just bet on yourself to always do the right thing in the right situations when you're used to situations of people telling you, no, this should be like that. That should be like that. These are the lines. And then take all of that away. And it's like, oh, do I really have it in me to just do this? Is like, that's what I hear a lot of improvisers talking about to do with actors. Using that as an example, can I, can I bring in stand-up comedians in this? Yeah, because... go for it a lot of stand-up comedians and you can tell the stand-up comedians that can improv and sort of banter with the crowd and the ones who can't and they have they have those jokes they've got them in a list and they have to come in that order and they will say them and they don't even react to not heckling but you know what i mean in terms yeah. of sort of course they'll just oh walk past that one and then yeah. he went to the next group. whereas uh i think peter k in his earlier stuff is a little bit like that but um, Jimmy Carr, he will just, he, that's part of his thing. That's part, literally part of, yeah. you know, his night. Bill Rod Gilbert also, he's got the jokes, but a lot of that night was talking to that audience. Now, I know the infamous, um, you know, the person who's been planted. I, come, I think that's, they weren't <laughs> all planted. You know what I mean? That must have 40% of that uh, capacity in real. They couldn't all be planted. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, the, and he had the places in stitches. Now that's improv, right? But yeah, stand-up yeah. comedian, right? So I yeah. think, um, I guess we're all built differently, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think I came onto this hoping that I would find some sort, sort of uh, takeaway. <laughs> I'm sure people who would listen would like to hear some takeaways too. But the one we discussed earlier about uh, being part of an actual improv where it's a, a dramatic scene. I mean, that yeah. seems... That seems far more, that would seem very interesting to me. Um, would the audience for that be completely different to the audience who are used to Whose Line Is It Anyway? Is that a completely different uh, form of uh, people who are want popping along to see that? Yeah, well, I think if you're doing like the Whose Line style, that mm. you're probably going to get more of a, like a, a layman's audience. They're there for a comedy night, that right. sort of thing. Uh, or they're just, just they're just fans of 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 short form, and it's I think it's probably easier to get crowds in for that. Whereas uh, the, the long form stuff, it's it's more of a specialized audience, I guess. But there is an audience out there for it, and and it's quite a big audience. I've learned. Um, so it's and there's places all around the country really that are, are really doing great things in long form and really breathing life into it and the the pandemic has has actually been incredible for the improv world because it's opened up in ways it never had before and there used to be all these little pockets and they've all had to team up together and sort of create this super improv force to, wow. to get through the pandemic and now all of these little pockets have all become one big bubble and everyone is working together and, and now the, the world has opened up all of these people are traveling to meet in real life and, and do things together and and it, yeah it's been quite been quite cool well like as all we all sort of shut down for 
for a year and a half and we we, we questioned what we were doing and uh, hopefully we're not going around in circles here but what I find that I remember I was doing um I was doing Romeo and Juliet and there was a school in okay yeah. there was a school watching it was public audience, and then in the daytime sometimes you could book some schools in okay and they, they might have been studying the play or something yeah. and there was always this there's always this um audience member who like focuses on something that they were asking whether it was meant to happen so i think a prop fell okay. or someone came you know what i mean and they said yeah but that that was that meant to happen and and we've i've had this before and this happens in other things by the way like what was meant to happen yeah and they're far more obsessed with that than any of the performances now i don't know what that says of the person but what's so amazing about this is improv everything is meant to happen right i mean it's just yeah there is no there, that question doesn't exist in improv exactly there is no there, maybe maybe it, it's all just it just happened on the spot so i i do i would love to put that person basically who asked me <laughs> was that meant to happen and asked me six times plonk them in an improv show and see what it says to that do you know what i mean uh so yeah i do not find that in in terms of just when you go and see a play and you watch it there's always a so oh, was that Oh, massively. I, I am that person that sits in the crowd. Oh, you're that person, right? You're that annoying so, person. You? So <laughs> I, I saw Wicked. I've seen Wicked five or six times. It's my favourite musical uh, that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of musicals. And the very first time I saw it, the, there's a character called Galinda, Galinda the, the Good Witch. Mm. And she throws a magic, she throws her magic wand off stage yeah. at one point. And the very first time I saw it, she threw it and it bounced off something and came flying back at her and, and and she dealt with it with it really well to the point where i was like oh like that was so slick like i feel like that's supposed to happen like like that she's just got a really good throw and she threw it at the right spot and it bounced back and i know with with musicals in particular you have to stick to the script like you cannot veer off that script at all in musicals and I was there with my my good friend Sam, who you know, and we debated for a long, long time. Was that supposed to happen? Do you think it was supposed to? I don't know. But it, <laughs> but even if it wasn't supposed to happen, she dealt with it so well, and it was it was so well done. And then um, I've seen Wicked uh, many times since, and I realised oh, it wasn't supposed to happen because it's, it's never happened again. Uh, which, <laughs> but it actually it gave me more respect. I mean, I already have immense respect yes. for people acting in musicals because they're incredibly talented but it gave me even more respect for that actress in that moment that she made me question yeah. whether it was supposed to happen so i was like well she has really earned her money that night because it happened and she dealt with it so well that i i thought it was just supposed to happen you know it's funny if she didn't deal with that so well that's all the audience would have thought of on the way home. They would be like, oh, it was great. But there was that one scene. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And that's all. But that didn't happen. So she saved She saved everyone. Now, that doesn't happen every time, by the way. And there's times yeah. where something happens and, you know, at half time they're thinking, <laughs> hell, that wasn't meant to happen. But I think, there you go. I, sh I bet she's very good at improv, the, the actress. I'm sure she is. So I was... <laughs> well, I was once in a pantomime and I, I was in a pantomime and the rest of the cast were children. Like the, the oldest member of, of the cast, I think was 17. And they were right down to the age of seven. And 
it was a pantomime that I had written. It was called uh, Cinderella and the mm. Goblin King. And I came out to do the scene. And the girl that was playing Cinderella basically cut out pretty much all of the scene and, and she said her lines for the end of the scene. And like, so I'm on, I'm on stage, not only as, as the villain playing the Goblin King. And I've got, I know that this is a great scene for me and I've got some really great stuff to say. And I get particularly evil in this scene. And then I come out and she completely throws me because she says something that just basically took my entire scene away. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on stage, not just as the actor, I'm on stage as the writer and director thinking this is, Oh no, this is my show. And she's just completely flubbed an entire scene, but I just had to roll with it. And I had to make it seem like that scene was meant to happen. And did you? Well, yeah, I believe so. Cause the audience didn't know any better. So I think if there's a mistake and you can get through it and the audience don't know any better, then you've, Definitely. then you've done a good job. Whereas uh, I could easily have got flustered and be like, oh, no, that's not what she's supposed to say. Now I don't know what I'm supposed to say and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but then that's pantomime anyway. So it is a different experience because in pantomime, it's quite acceptable to sort of come out of character and tell the audience that you've forgotten your line, for example. But you wouldn't do that if you're, if you're in Othello, for example. You wouldn't come to the audience, uh, uh, forsooth, I have forgotten my line. That, you know, that Shakespeare, that's a different beast. You know what I mean? There'll be people there, there'll be reviewers there and they're, they're watching you like a hawk that you're saying the old English the way it's meant to be said. So that's a different battle altogether. There is no improv whatsoever. You could put some free those there for the average person, but there's a contingent there who will tell you that you got it wrong. But at the same time, and to sort of treble back on something I said earlier in terms of going back to the, the television stuff, I was actually watching... Um, uh, as a YouTube channel, I think it was Watch Mojo or something. Okay. And it was sort of the greatest lines in film that were improved on on the set. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorite films is, uh, is Good Will Hunting. And the amount of stuff that Robin Williams did that are legendary lines that people print out on coffee mugs. Yeah. That he, you know, supposedly said on set, I'm sure he did. That's insane. That is incredible. Do you know what I mean? And these these were pretty go away. When you leave the theater, when you leave the cinema, you're yeah. thinking about those moments. And to discover that some actors, not all, they did that on because they felt it at the time. Now, here's the thing with that: because they're way way they're they're um, they're top 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 dollar. They are yeah. far more far. There's a relationship with the director. Do you know that's why they're there? Do you yeah. know what I mean to discover these things? No, I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't in the adverts I've done for you wouldn't certainly, well, I think I should be doing well, no, you'll you'll do it the way I tell you to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you'll go, because you know, when you get a bit of a name, you can start playing around with it. And when 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 time isn't so quickly on the money, because I've been on sets uh, in Media City in Manchester where they rented out that studio. It's it's thousands of pounds for half the hour do you know what i mean yeah. and get another, there's, no, there's no room there's no room to play this is not a place to play do you know maybe one day if i do go further along down yeah. the road there will be to play in that world but not not at this stage but um isn't it funny though how some of the greatest scenes that people think of in film are improv and i'm sure i'm sure ian going back to your um your uh was it wicked i'm yeah. sure there's moments that have been improved and people have left the theatre and they think about that scene. I'm sure that has happened. 
Yeah. Uh, just going back to what you said about uh, cinema lines, one of my favorite lines that was improv to come from Star Wars, um, oh. The Empire Strikes Back, when Princess Leia says, Han, I love you, just as he's about to get um, frozen in carbonite. And it was written in the line, it was written in the script that she says, Han, I love you. And he says, oh, I love you too. And Harrison Ford said, that's ridiculous. My character wouldn't say that. So what actually happened was she said, Han, I love you. And he said, I know. <laughs> okay. uh, well, that is a good one. But he's right. He's right that his character wouldn't say that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's something that you go towards the, you know, I, 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 that's funny because I, 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 I've, sh- I've added lines to short films, but we might be veering away from the improv world because if I have to go to someone and say, look, I don't, my, I wouldn't say that. Can we put this? That's not really, yeah. that's not improv. It's preempted. That's sort of, well, I'm, you know, we're not doing this. But um, it is, I, I find that fascinating. Well, as we know, Star Wars, just a poor man's Lord of the Rings, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the, the, we could do a whole <laughs> podcast about that. <laughs> That's next week, yeah. But, uh, for those <laughs> listening, uh, it's, it's a, a lifelong uh, conversation that Taz and I have been having, him being a big Lord of the Rings fan and me being a big Star Wars fan and me always being right and him always being wrong, surely. Uh, okay, fine, fine. Respect <laughs> you, Elder. <laughs> uh, so you said something about... Um, earlier that you would use improv to prepare for roles and mm. where you, you, you're getting your character right and I think improv is great for finding your character because you know the improv I do it's all about finding your character and it's about finding your character very quickly it's find your character and find your relationship there's so much talk uh, about good improv being it's all about the relationship with the people so very quickly even in even in scenes where you're just making people laugh uh, with the short form jokes, it's, mm. it's, who are you? Who are you to each other? You know, and what are you doing? Why are you in this situation? Because if, if you make it real, that's what makes the scene work. So if you're using improv to find your character, um, can you talk me through the process of, as an actor, going to one of those sessions where you're just improving with your character a little bit? Definitely. So, I would have in a script my character's super objective. So what does this person need, right? And that is always in my head. The super objective is that I have to marry her. I have to kill her. Why? Okay, there's a why there. And then it's a scene-by-scene basis of objective. Okay. Objective in that individual scene so the super objective is to marry the girl. How am I going to do that in this place I'm in now? Well, I'm going to speak to him because that person's got the girl's number. That's that scene. That's the objective. That's not the super objective. The super objective okay. is to get the girl. But what's funny is going back to using improv in theatre, I remember, and this was a Shakespeare uh, play, but um, uh, they used uh, Desdemona, which is in uh, the lead actress, uh, lead character in Othello. They just had her doing an improv with me and the cast around me. Uh, Rodrigo is the funny, he's the the funny character. He's not the prince. He's not the good looking guy. He's the jealous type. He's the, and that we did a completely improv scene to find my character and to help her. But I needed a little bit more help with my characteristics. And it became 
sort of a high school prom sort of you know what i mean like okay. uh, yeah yeah all the other characters were around me like all the all the sort of higher upper in ranks shakespeare obsessed with rank okay obsessed so they were around me jostling hey you wouldn't be able to and it was all done in normal english you know sorry yeah. present english and that really helped and that was completely improv so again i'm not averse to improv yeah. it will be used as a tool to get to where I want to be with it. But the idea of taking that, putting that on a stage, hoping people enjoy, mm, that's not, it's never been in my sort of uh, landscape. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what you explained there, it's kind of the opposite. So yes, it is improv that you're doing and it's a skill, but you're going into it knowing what the objective is. True. And True. in improv, that's the fun. It's discovering what is the objective? What is this scene really about? And sometimes um, sometimes you can really get a good partner or a good group and mm -hmm. you just build an incredible scene. And sometimes, yeah, it doesn't quite work, uh, but it's really the skill is getting on the same page with people and, and finding out why is that scene happening? Whereas when you're using it as a tool, as you said, you're going into it knowing what yeah. the objective is so it, it's kind of a different end game isn't it it is a different end game it is used as a tool every day as actors you know i don't want i don't yeah. want to come on here saying that it's just oh it's not for all actors. that's 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 ridiculous every <laughs> actor using improv all the time they're using it in a different way they're not using it as a source of entertainment for themselves or a public they're yeah. using it as a tool um i i don't think if any actors are listening to this i don't think they will challenge me on that i think that's a pretty cool thing to say. i certainly you know what i mean we yeah uh, it's all the time i remember we did a play in edinburgh fringe um, i'm at wood the famous um welsh battle in in france we improved all the time but again we've already got the set we've already got the scene we yeah. need to play with it you know it's not been thrown to us by a voice two meters away <laughs> it's on a piece of paper you know it's and we can research it also here's another thing a lot of we can research it okay well how did they and what did they discover yeah. we've got that also which you don't have um but then again it's it's fit for purpose i think that's the beauty of improv right yeah, so you, yeah. you use it that way i'll use it this way a stand-up comedian might use it somewhere else a musician a band i mean that's oh, we played yeah. in a band yeah we did I mean, we, We've got the chords, we know the chorus, but yeah. what if I do it this way? Yeah. That's, how, that's how music is discovered, right? That's how songs yeah. are discovered. And it's like, we're improving all the time, aren't we? Oh yeah, big time. And we'd improv when we interact with the crowd between songs or during songs, like in rehearsals, you're not standing on a table or sitting on people's laps. And then we're in a show and I turn around and it's like, oh, Taz is on the table right now. Oh, Taz is sitting on someone's lap right now. Uh, you know, right. that, that's Let's improv. Let's explain that to people. Let's ex just explain that to people. Otherwise they're not gonna. So we played in the band, okay. Ian is the lead singer. He's done all the songs. I'm the bass player. And I'm thinking, you know what? I think the bass player needs a little bit more love. So I found the love. I went out into the audience yeah. with the bass. But it worked, it worked really well because we were a three-piece band, as you say. I I was a songwriter, I was a singer, I was the guitarist, and then we had you as a bass player, and we had a, a kick-ass drummer called Rich, and I would record all the songs myself, and the songs would be fuller because I'd have different guitars with keyboards and, and all these extra parts. But then we're just the three-piece, so we had to 
bring the songs to life somehow. And sometimes we never really truly knew how to bring them to life until we were in the moment, sort of just feeling the crowd and just discovering the songs in a different light, I guess. Would you say, can I just, can I just say something? I think, I think I may be onto something I and mean, you might shoot my theory down. I think that is a plot. That's quite similar to acting because actors have the lines. Okay. Bands, yeah. you've, you've written once you once you've got it set when i talk about the word set once it's down that yeah. is the material it can change a little bit on the night but we know where we're going with this but would jazz be the improv of music oh, oh, yeah totally well yeah that's what jazz is jazz is just feeling it out and finding something and then giving people room to play around with it so yeah jazz is very much the improv of music but not that we were a jazz band. No, I know we're not a jazz band. <laughs> we weren't well, talented I... enough to be a jazz band. <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably musician. Um, no, that's funny. That, there you go. Wow, we we've just we've created something. You know, by yeah. saying I'm sure someone's talked about that before. I'm sure we're not the first one to say jazz. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's um, it's funny how that went. Yeah. So I think we're going to start to draw this to a close. It's something that's come to my head uh, when we've been talking that is like, you are an actor and you get a buzz from acting and you get to regularly act. I mean, it, it can be tough as an actor, obviously, because sometimes you don't get to act as regularly as you want to, but mm -hmm. then opportunities come along and you get paid to do what you love and you get that buzz from doing what you love. Mm -hmm. So I'm not an actor. I love acting and I've acted quite a bit over the years, but I'm a performer more than anything. And for me, right. improv is perfect because I love to perform, but I'm a very busy man with my job and various other things going on in life. And I don't have the mental capacity to sit and learn lines and learn songs the way that I used to, because my job basically took over my brain quite a few years ago and there's very little <laughs> space for anything else. And I yeah. think, that for me as a performer, I get all the buzz of performing without the the stress of learning lines, learning chords, getting things yeah. right. So I think from my personal point of view, like, that's why improv is for me. It, it's the buzz of performing without the, the stress that goes into preparing a performance. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Now, I think the difference is I enjoy having that script and playing yes. with it and finding those words. But Ian, <clears throat> you talked about pantomime before. Um, oh no, I didn't. Oh no, you did. Um, <laughs> there's, I have, I have been quite a, I have done pantomime-like performances in terms of a, a pretty high-paid elf most Christmases. But it's part of a performance. We're not talking grotto work where you go to. Yeah. We're not talking shopping and you. That's it's not that. It was a performance, and I've done it quite a few years. And that is where I do have to flex some improv skills because I'm not only performing to people right in front of me like you are, but they are at my height. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. are a meter up. And I'm <laughs> setting the theme before they go on this magical journey through the woods. Yeah, uh, It's in Lake Mere. Um, and that is where I do flex because you get thrown all sorts of stuff because I'm asking the audience questions. Yeah. Okay? And I don't know what's going to be said to me. I've got no clue. But I've got to make it work, and I'm not going to break character. So it's it it, it I there you go. I mean, I've, I've discovered I, I use improv every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Quite well for it, and um, so yeah, that that I suppose isn't it funny how 
the comedic or Christmassy types of stuff improv comes in full force. <laughs> yeah. So I think what I can take away from this is, so I asked the question, is improv for everyone? I think elements of improv are for everyone. I think whatever walk of life, there's, a, there's going to be an element of thinking on your feet at some point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking you were looking at me as some sort of, yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. thinking on your <laughs> And what I would like to say improv fit for purpose it seems to fall into these different categories in different ways and works for everyone you know? yeah and i think that's what's cool about it because certain acting techniques you're not allowed to play with them or tweak them because these are the techniques this is how you do it this is this is how it is taught whereas improv yes there are certain things in improv you, you can learn the styles of improv and, and this works like this and this works like that but even within those styles, there's a little bit of room for maneuver because if it goes wrong, it, it's fine. People have to go with it. No one's ever going to stop you and say, well, actually, I don't think this character would make that choice. Nope. Nope. 90% of the audience wouldn't know any of it anyway. And that, hey, we say that if we, we forget a line, by the way. So yeah. just should be confident and carry on. They're not going to know. I mean, that's telling you all the secrets. <laughs> secret. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's been a really great chat, really insightful. And you, thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, you've given me a lot to think about. And I think, I, think we've, I think we've done a good job on that. I think I feel very happy where that went. I'm very happy with the jazz line. And it's nice <laughs> to speak to someone. Like I think, I think performance, the performance world is this neighborhood. And we yeah. live in these different houses. We, do, we may not invite each other to the house party all the time, but we know where you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it is a community. And we can drop in from time to time and oh, we'll teach you this and teach you that. And then we're going to go back to our house. So <laughs> I feel like this is what it is. It's been like tonight. That's a great analogy. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, and just right. before we do go, uh, would you like to share your social media or anything like that where people can find you if they want to see you in the acting world? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, it is my name, Thomas Casson. Uh, everyone, I have to keep saying how to pronounce, say, spell my surname. <laughs> D-A-S-S-O-N, uh, official. You can find me on Instagram there. Or if you just search Thomas Casson, actor, everything appears on this Google now, doesn't it? Not? Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite a distinctive name, isn't it? It is a distinctive name, and um, people keep saying that that's not, you know, we're from Wales. It's not Wales. Is it, is it French? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Thomas Casson. Because I got... I got to keep my name. Everyone has to pick an actor name. So I'll just have my name because there's no yeah. other one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you are just unique by nature. Yes. Uh, well, there we go. I'm going to draw it to a close. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much to Thomas for coming onto the show. That was a really great chat. And always going into these chats I, I never know what we're going to be talking about and I, I knew in this instance we were going to be talking about that question uh, that I thought was an interesting question to discuss but I had no idea that we could talk for so long and uh, go off on all the little tangents that we went on I, I really enjoyed having that conversation it, it, it's weird that I've, I've known Thomas my whole life and the fact that I'm calling him Thomas right now is weird because as I mentioned right at the start of this to me he's Toz Toz is just like his family name, is what I've always known him as, uh, so he's, he's Toz. Um, but here he is coming on in a professional capacity really, because I did invite him on as uh, Toz my friend, I invited him on as Thomas Casson, actor, to get his opinion on things and yeah, it, it's, it's just 
crazy. Like Toss and I, as I said, we've known each other our whole life and we've had many a conversation about many a thing. Uh, but to sit there and, and have a conversation like that, um, just staying on that one topic of improv, uh, it was really great. So it was it was a nice experience, and you know we've had many a conversation about many a thing, uh, including uh, our little dispute about uh, which is better, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, um, and perhaps there's some way I can link those things to improv somehow and have a little debate in the future. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, just thank you so much to Toz because I thought his insight was really interesting. Uh, especially because I, I, I'm always wondering why is an improv for everyone and I think Toss did a really good job of, of explaining why improv as we know it perhaps isn't for everyone but improv is for everyone really without even knowing it because we are, are all faced with situations where we have to think fast, think on our feet, think on the spot however you want to however you want to label it and even driving a car for those of you that drive you're improvising all the time because you're computing all the different outcomes and thinking well I'm gonna go and do this maneuver if I do this maneuver that could lead to this that could lead to that so yeah there's, there's probably an element of improv in everything we do so even though not everyone is out there actively improvising the way that us improvisers go out there and improvise everyone is improvising i guess we're all improvising through life right um we're just making everything up as we go along and hoping for the best uh, but in improv i guess we're just giving ourselves a chance to celebrate the fact that we're making it up as we go along uh, whereas in, in actual life uh, rather than celebrate we probably just focus on the negatives and stress ourselves out too much because we're never not we're never sure what's going to happen um but in an actual improv session we indulge ourselves in the fact that we don't know what's going to happen and we enjoy it uh, so yeah that just came to me right there uh, hopefully that makes sense to you because it, it made sense to me as it was coming out of my mouth but either way thank you so much to Taz for coming on because I really enjoyed that chat and I hope everyone listening enjoyed it just as much as I did well in fact I hope you enjoyed it more than I did because uh, that's kind of what this is all about right uh, well anyway thank you as always for listening um, I look forward to uh, bringing you another show next week now if you're interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on facebook by searching for liverpool comedy improv and on twitter and instagram we are at live comedy improv don't forget we've also got a facebook page and that's where we do most of our show promotion these days we post a trailer every thursday give you a little glimpse of what is coming up in the next episode and then we post a new episode every monday it drops uh, relatively early in the morning and we post about it on our facebook page with a link to the host site plus as you know you can get the show wherever you get your podcasts if you're a member of the lci community and you'd like to be a guest on the show then please get in touch with me or with emma bird i will make arrangements as soon as possible or perhaps you're not necessarily a member of the lci community like today's guest thomas uh, but you think oh there's something 
improv related that I'd like to come on and talk about, uh, get in touch because I'd love to arrange the interview and make that happen. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to uh, give us a five-star review, subscribe to the show, anything like that you can do to just give us a boost and help get our name out there is very much appreciated. And I'll just finish, as always, by just advertising myself out there on the world of social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Ian Luke Jones. I'm always going to point you in the direction of my YouTube channel because I do put a little bit of effort into putting videos on there here and there. But at the moment, I'm definitely still delivering a humorous moment every Wednesday, which is just a tiny little silly video to put a smile on your face and hopefully make you laugh and a little something to help get you over that midweek hump. And that does fully bring us to the end of this week's episode. But before I go, as always, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv. And yes, and...